Greetings kids and welcome to Let Me Tell You What I Know, a podcast by The Real Nubian on Twitter where I talk about music, politics, pop culture, and whatever the hell I want, basically giving you my two cents that nobody asked for. Welcome to episode 19. So guys, I missed you so much. I went into vacation mode about two weeks ago and didn't <laughs> didn't even have the energy to edit the segment Wendy and I recorded for the May recap and it was long and amazing and we talked about so much stuff. However, it, it was a bit on the heavy side and I still don't have the mental fortitude to go back and edit that. So the segment will continue, but after we both come back from our vacation and just go back to normal, I guess. Anyway, uh, today I have decided this impromptu recording session because I had, (laughs) I have, (laughs) my name is Jasmine Masters and I have something to say. (laughs) So, uh, uh, so. I started this recording at 9 a.m. and got interrupted by life. Life is very disrespectful these days and ended up going to work despite being on vacation right now. (laughs) And um, well, sometimes when your colleagues need you and you're nearby and you have nothing much to do, you, you help and it's like paying it forward. So that's fine. I'm not complaining. But I had very high hopes for recording today and it got completely decimated. (laughs) Anyway, but I still have um, a a bunch of stuff to share with you guys. And this is going to be like a stream of consciousness recording where I am not going to be editing. Okay, so (laughs) uh, I'll be praying for y'all. Anyway, um, so I've been on vacation for the past two weeks and I have a week and a half left out of it. I've been enjoying it a lot. Uh, because I don't have to think about work and uh, I've been catching up on reading and Netflix and YouTube and Disney Plus and OSN. OSN is like our local network that gives us both Disney Plus and HBO but we don't have HBO Max which is slightly upsetting but I think I'll survive. Um, So I've been reading um, I've been reading a couple of books that I have recently discovered and I've been catching up with the books I've been hoarding for years. So if you follow me on Twitter, you would remember that I've been gushing about the book uh, Sin Eater by Megan Campisi. And I can basically describe it as an Elizabethan, but it's not frankly Elizabethan. It's more like a uh, alternative history. But when you read about when you read the book and recognize the characters, you can recognize Queen Elizabeth I and people in her court. And uh, so it's basically an Elizabethan murder mystery. And of course, there is a feminist touch in it, um, a religious touch. I loved it. I loved the reading. The reading was so easy and such a smooth book to read, which makes it funny because when you look at book reviews by booktubers, Instagrammers, etc., you you see them describe the book as like poorly written or whatever and it just reminds me of how I feel about the IMDB not IMDB IMDB is more 
um, what you know, popular opinion, while Rotten Tomatoes and movie reviews by professional reviewers can completely destroy a movie that you have loved and uh, appreciated and di didn't see anything problematic with it. And I'm not talking about like problematic points, like any ism that we can think about, but the telling of the story itself could be so enjoyable for the viewer or the reader and then the critic comes and completely decimates it. So I have learned early on to ignore their opinions. I love the book. I gave it about, I think I gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars because in the later chapters the, the pace was irritating and I wanted to get to the climax of the story but we spend so much time describing the atmosphere for no, god for no goddamn reason, okay? And yeah, so I love that book. I've been catching up with a novel called The Lido. It's a contemporary fiction, very, very smooth reading as well. And it helped me understand what booktubers describe by a character-based novel rather than a plot-based novel, because the plot seems very simple, but the way the writer describes the, um, the characters is fascinating and very enjoyable. Another book I've been catching up with is uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. And if you guys remember my episode about the books I've been reading, you would remember that I mentioned that book and I am still going at it at a very snail pace. And it's a huge book anyway, because it's more than a thousand pages. So that's been going on. And <laughs> my recent embarrassment, and I tweeted about this yesterday, um, the book The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead and this book has been um, popularized it was released in 2016 and received a lot of popularity because it was featured on Oprah's book club and I bought the book in 2017 and then for I forgot that I had the physical copy so I bought the ebook in 2018 and then I hoarded the book until 2020 when I was compiling a list for my speculative fiction uh, podcast that's currently on hiatus, a very long hiatus, and I thought I would read it. And now the final kick in the ass that I deserve is that Amazon Prime created a TV series out of it. And I can't watch the TV series before I read the book because that would be... I would be embarrassed, but that's like a personal hang-up of mine. <laughs> And the same applies for Love, Lovecraft Country. So the two books are sitting. I'm going to finish them before the vacation is over so I can watch the TV shows because the TV shows... Uh, Love, Lovecraft Country has been highly, highly praised by viewers and critics alike. So I'm very excited about the potential, the, the, the opportunity to watch it. And... Um, the Underground Railroad seems to be amazing too from the, the trailers and the commentary on Twitter, etc. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing when it comes to TV shows. And what else? Yeah, I'm reading Ariadne by... What's her name? See, my, my shitty memory strikes again. Yeah, Ariadne by Jennifer Saint, which is very similar to Circe as... Um, first person retelling of Ariadne who helped Theseus slaughter the Minotaur um, and it's also told from a feminist perspective uh, tells you that these men ain't shit 
<laughs> which, which is fascinating because as someone who is the Greek myth buff, like myself, I've been reading them since I was in middle school. Our school library had the Odyssey and I read the Odyssey like several times when I was in high school. And they all uh, are told from a male perspective, like Homer, etc. So you read the you read the myths or uh, the epics or whatever, and they show you these men as heroes. Uh, for example, the biggest disappointment was Odysseus because you read the stories from Odysseus' perspective, and he's this very clever man, diplomatic, heroic, etc. And then you look at life from the perspective of women in his life, and he's a douchebag. <laughs> so it's been a disillusionment for me to read these stories from this perspective. So Ariadne um, is, is the ma main protagonist here, and her male counterpart is Theseus. And Theseus is allegedly the son of Aegeus, the king of Athens, but he's also supposed to be the son of Poseidon. So he's a, demi a demigod or a demigod. And his um, history as a hero is quite prolific, almost close to Heracles. Um, and then you look at how he abandoned, uh, used Ariadne to slaughter the Minotaur and then abandons her um, on when, when they leave Crete her her native island where the minotaur lived and king minos used the minotaur to bring the athenians to their knees basically so she helps him because she's smitten by him and his heroic cause and then he abandons her and marries her little sister <laughs> so it's all really shitty actually shitty men using women for their own um what do you call it for for their own glory anyhow that's another book i've been reading there are a couple of novels that retell greek myth from this from this perspective and another one on my list to read is the silence of the girls by let's see by pat barker and what we really need are <laughs> are two novels of a similar um let's say, of similar uh, genres. One is someone who to tell the story of media because media is like a popular villain. I need the Cruella treatment <laughs> for her and uh, Medusa. There are novels that are inspired by the story of Medusa, but I need a Medusa Medusa story. It's very important for me. <laughs> if I had the novel writing capabilities, I might even do something myself, who knows? Who knows in the future but yeah this is this is what i've been doing book wise and then um i've been obsessed with the show legendary i can't uh access it like i have no access to hbo max but there are a lot of people who've been posting um clips from the show on youtube and i appreciate it very much so legendary is um a show uh, it's like a competition show for ballroom groups and ballroom here is not like the fa fa you know the classic european ballroom it's the underground ballroom of the uh, lgbtq community in the us it started in the 60s uh, because of course lgbt 
people were um, discriminated against. So they started these balls, which are um, night events that include uh, fashion, makeup, uh, drag performances, dancing, and it. They start using lingo and uh, terminology from the underground ballroom scene and we had to explore what was that and the easiest or like the gateway <laughs> to discovering this is the documentary Paris is Burning which was released in the early 90s but it was filmed in the late 80s uh, where it shows the underground scene and the balls the categories and all the popular phrases that people now think is um, you know Gen Z lingo it's not it started in the uh, you know LGBTQ community specifically specifically black LGBT people so it's important when we consume these media and we love them they give us so much joy they add to our vocabulary we start to understand where it all came from and it helps with with our advocacy for these people that we love so much that we understand even a piece of their lives and their history so i've been watching legendary uh, i'm waiting for the third season of pose to come on my local netflix and then i'll be able to watch it and yeah that's basically what's been going on in my life yeah wow almost 13 minutes of rambling <laughs> okay this ends the catch-up session. Now I have to go pick up my daughter from school. I love you guys. And uh, hopefully next week, Wendy and I will finish recording our uh, monthly recap. I'll edit everything and post it in a proper um, episode. So yeah, take care of yourselves, take care of others. And since the pandemic is not over, wear that mask, wash your hands, continue social distancing, Get vaccinated if you can, and I love you, and I'll see you next time. Bye. It, it was an underground scene, and it became a mainstream scene in the recent years. And the reason I we discovered this, and I say we because my sister put me on this, uh, the reason we discovered the ballroom scene was because of RuPaul's Drag Race, which we started watching years ago, and you start noticing that they use, um, you know,